the, those negative comments are going to come if you post that thing. I, I don't think that was part of the original that, argument. I, I actually, I literally said it. it, it what posts are, are inviting disrespect? What's the line of victim blaming? Like, is it is that blaming versus um, this? You know, the, so these comments if, uh, with a tight, form-fitting dress. If your like, daughter went to the house, if, if, if your daughter wore a tight-fitting dress, went out, put a frame around her ass, and niggas commented on it, I would blame her. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Man, it is so much going on, so much in the news. I'm going to let Byron pick up on some of it, but we had our first presidential debate and that debacle uh, that happened there. And debacle. I just... Man, it was it was it was crazy, but I, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. I wanted to talk about one clip from the debate where they were talking about the economy, and Biden was uh, explaining the difference of a V-shape and a K-shape curve from the recovery of um, COVID. And just to kind of put on my finance hat for for you guys just a little bit, talk about how the stock market is not the economy. Uh, the stock market is a lagging indicator of the economy, but it is not the economy. So when Republicans, Trump, they get on a, their stumps and they talk about how they're bringing the economy back, bringing the economy back, they're bringing the stock market back. They're not bringing the economy back. They're they're different. And because the economy takes into consideration unemployment, which is still at almost 7.8%, I think it, it did go down. It is uh, going back down, but it's still up uh, a lot. It takes into uh, account GDP per capita income. Like when we talk about the state of the economy, it's way larger than just the stock market. Uh, and so that's why back you know, a few episodes ago, I talked about how we need to watch the economy to know where the stock market's going to move. And I talked about earnings reports and how they are going to come in. And if they meet it, uh, they they come in under estimates, then the stock market's going to crash. So all the day traders out there, everybody that's uh, jumping in on Robin Hood and all of that, y'all need to be ready to make those moves. Uh, and we're starting to see a little bit of that. The market's uh, softening a little bit. But just understanding that a V-shaped recovery means that the the stock market, truthfully, was going to go down and come back up. And it did. And because of the bills that we passed, the recovery uh, bills, everything, that little bit of $1,200 help, the uh, expansion or the extending of the unemployment, all of that, it helped prop up the stock market. So the stock market came back really quickly. Biden talked a little bit about what they called a K-shaped recovery, where the top you know, 1%, 10% of people in America got that V-shape, right? Because they're ones that are making money off the stock market. You know, they got a whole bunch of money invested. So they lost and then they came back. They have the V-shape recovery. And then you talk about the people that lost their jobs, the 31, I think, million people who lost their job from this COVID. Those folks, a lot of them didn't get their jobs back. We're not opening up as fast as we can. Boeing uh, just announced layoffs. GE just announced layoffs. Um, you know, Disney's announcing layoffs. So those people are losing their jobs 
based on this uh and and more people are going to continue to lose their jobs as companies still feel the pressure as we don't open back up and as people even though the government says we can open back up people aren't going opening back up people aren't going back out and chilling out hanging out and and eating in restaurants like they used to and so with along along with that is companies are going to start uh, slashing headcount and that means that it's going to be a downward spiral that's the down part of the k shaped recovery that biden was talking about so i wanted to explain that and expound upon that a little bit because I think uh, it may have gone over a lot of people's head that did watch it. And the people that didn't watch it may have never even heard of that concept. Uh, appreciate you explaining all of that. A couple of things I want to get to. One, uh, for the listeners, if you hear any laughter in the background, my mother-in-law is in town and apparently they are watching, I guess, a Tyler Perry movie she's never seen before. And she is thoroughly enjoying it. Did he so, drop one today? Because you know. <laughs> no, he do. It's, no, it's one, of, it's one of the annoying ones where one of the characters' name is Byron. And because whenever people learn that my name is Byron, they always be like, oh, from the movie like Tyler Perry, Byron. So I do know it's that. So whatever the name of that movie is, that's what she's watching. But back to, uh, I just heard something there. Yep. <laughs> so back to, back to uh, what Raji was talking about. I wasn't going to really mention the debate. The only thing I want to correct that I've seen a lot of people say is that you know, the the debate was terrible and this there there was there were three parties in that debate. The two candidates and the moderator. The only person that was a flaming shame was the current president of the United States. I don't want us to do the same thing we did four years ago where we're like both candidates are this and both candidates are that. There was one fool on stage that didn't know basic things that a president should know. And that was him. Joe Biden did have, I think, about two moments. One where he said, will you shut up? And one where he called him a clown. Calling him a clown is the truth. But should he have done it? Probably not. And telling him to shut up, he probably shouldn't have. So he did. He's human. He lost his cool when you're dealing with an adolescent that's supposed to be the commander in chief. So leader of the free world. Exactly. So. The debate, while it was terrible because he overshadowed it so much with his foolery, there was only one fool on that stage, and that was the president of the United States. I see a lot of people criticizing Chris Wallace. I guess he deserves some of that, but I don't know what he could have done other than say, shut the F up, Mr. President. Like, he couldn't control the microphone. I felt like he did the best he could, so I don't know why he's getting so much criticism because I don't know what else he could have done. The last thing I want to mention is some of my agitators on social media have been hitting me up saying, so you're not going to wish Trump a speedy recovery. You're not going to send out your thoughts and prayers. Two things on that. One, my wishes don't mean that much any damn way. So why you want it? If that was the case, I would have $30 million in my bank account right now because I know I've wished that plenty of time. And he wouldn't be the president as well. Exactly. So don't worry about my wishes because they don't change. Matter of fact, none of your wishes really change anything. I mean, you guys put that on social media for your likes and just to jump out there and show that you can be compassionate. But at the end of the day, your wishes and your thoughts and prayers don't mean a thing because Lord knows we send out plenty of thoughts and prayers to the mass shootings around this country and they still continue to happen. So don't worry about my thoughts and prayers. I'm careful with who I send my thoughts and prayers to. And I'm just going to say this, and this isn't specifically, specifically just for Trump, but I don't send my thoughts and prayers to people who actively work to destroy my people. And that's all. I'm going to just leave it right there at that. 
I do not wish death upon him. I don't, I, I hope he, I definitely hope he comes back and is able to finish out this campaign. Cause I want him to lose straight up with no excuses to Joe Biden, but um, don't worry about my thoughts and prayers. And I don't typically send my thoughts and prayers to a party, a group of people who tell a white nationalist group to stand up and stand by. Yeah. And, and going back along with that, you know, he, the lies have, slowly been starting to peel away. He said, we we found out 36 hours ago that he had uh, tested positive, but the doctor said that he, uh, it was 72 hours. So that means that basically he knew going either very soon after the debate or going into the yes. debate that he was, he was, uh, had uh, COVID. He still went and to on top of that, He, he yeah. recklessly, and we got three senators now that have it. Yeah. So my thing is, if any one of them die, is he, accessory or like you said is that reckless endangerment did he purposely because he knew he had COVID and went to those areas is that attempted murder I, it'll never go that far but it will that could just especially if it's a GOP leader because they followed his lead they downplayed the virus the death rate is so low we're doing pretty good like all these are things that he's bragging on but when you watch when your constituents die because of this, because of your recklessness, and you encourage them to be reckless as well, and they almost had to be reckless to show their support for you, it shows you that this is a damning disease. This thing is real. This whole week has just been weird. Um, the debate definitely, the standby, that is just, that is just, I've never seen anything like that in my life. The whole uh, COVID, him testing positive for COVID, the fact that people are debating if this is real, that is crazy. That is not even on some like you're a conspiracy theorist. I think people honestly do not trust that man this much that they think he might fake having a deadly disease that has killed a million people, 200,000, 200 in the U S we do not put that past him. The fact that he flew to Walter Reed made people a little less uh, hesitant to believe him, but yet, and still the fact that we thought the leader of the free world, the commander in chief, the 45th president of the United States would stoop that low says speaks volumes so that that's strange um I, I i can't even i can't even begin to believe and i'm with you byron um i'm not wishing ill will on him but my i'm so tired now and just drained that my hopes and prayers i'll save those for people who really care for me care about me and that i truly feel have gotten the short end of the stick and I'll send that energy to them. So take that how you will. I'm not praying against him. I'm not, but not worth my energy. Yep. So since we're talking about being divided, go to my segment, the great divide. Um, and I guess it's a little lighter. So I remember growing up, I'm a kid. I'm a product of the eighties early 90s, watching movies, watching TV shows, and I consider myself a pretty smart kid. And you know what I thought the definition of smart was? Or the, the 
the example of being smart was like all these 80s shows, people are always studying for this history test or Shakespeare test or something like that. And people being able to quote Shakespeare and recall like these, the Gettysburg Address and know all these important dates in American history and throughout history. And then growing up in church, people that were able to quote Bible verses just off the top of their head that just always seemed like there was the right place and the right time. So I'm here to say, screw that. I always felt those people felt like they were better than us or better than me. Like they could sit there and because I remember watching um, Cosby show and stuff like that. And Claire and Bill can quotes uh, Macbeth or, you know, sh- uh, any Shakespearean sonnet or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to get to high school and middle school and learn Shakespeare so I can quote this stuff, too. Not one moment in my life has been able to quote Shakespeare come in handy. Has it helped you guys at all? Nah. You remember that? Like, was that just me thinking that was so cool to watch people being able to quote those type things? Uh, Yeah, it was. Not the Bible verses. That that was lame. Uh, But... The Bible verses was lame? (laughs) It was. It was. I mean... Oh, I got it. It it it. was like, if you could quote the Bible verses, you were like the church boy, and and that, that wasn't cool. Uh, unless you were like, you know, in it really, really deep in the church, and that still kind of put you towards the choir boy type dynamic. Uh, you you weren't pulling no girls because you could quote the Bible verses. So that's why I was like, man, I don't really care. But um, I thought the Shakespeare stuff was cool, and and I've I've used a couple of you know like one liners and stuff. You know, See, the, but, the, but the, you think you're but, but you think you're but, better so, than people though. What like through yonder window breaks. Like, like I, you know, it, when when you're when you're talking to girls that that know and that are in the know with that, it, if you it, can see it Byron's face. If you can see Byron's <laughs> face, no, no, no. Finish, Rosie. Finish what you were saying, bro. Don't no, pay no, it, no, no, no. That, that's, that's all I'm saying is that it has helped if you're in the right, like that. You have to be in the the right area so the same way that you can quote tvs and movies if you're somewhere that people are talking about movies and stuff like that being able to quote a movie is the exact same thing as being able to quote literature if you're moving in those circles nope yeah i don't i don't know how much emphasis is put on that now uh shakespeare literature and and, yeah but um, i think that was just a a sign of the times i think that was just because i'll never forget man when lafleur went as a whole, like the high school went and saw Shakespeare when we saw what was it? Um, Romeo, and, Romeo Juliet. and Juliet, yeah, Romeo and Juliet, the like updated version with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, dude. That was like awesome, yeah. And I mean, he, I might... he literally came back after high school, like quoting um, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't remember quoting them, but oh, well. I, I, remember, I remember liking the movie, the movie was dope, you know. I mean, I get it. You bite your thumb at me. I get it. Like, I get those things. Like, knowing that, but, like, being able to just randomly quote it. Like, I remember watching uh, episodes of The Cosby Show and then being able to quote a whole, like, uh, first stanza. Like, they're they're going through the whole play. Like, knowing those things and understanding where they're at. That means they were culture. <laughs> Why are they culture? Because somebody told them that's what they need to do? Yeah, to be culture. Okay. But to the Bible verses always, because, you know, I grew up in a church and stuff like that. And I just thought that, was, well, baby, in Ephesians, da, da, da. 
then they better do that in a heart heartbeat. I don't know if they people just had a, a couple of verses they memorized and found a way to make them fit. But it was so crazy because I had this friend who uh, uh, smoked a lot of cannabis. I'm trying to use the correct term. Smoked a lot of cannabis and potentially even sold a little bit one time. We were talking and we're, we're talking and enjoying ourselves, you know, having a few drinks and whatnot. And this dude quoted a Bible verse to me. And I'm looking at him like, nigga, ain't you a drug dealer? <laughs> How do you go quote a Bible verse to me in the middle of all this? So I'm just saying, like, dog, I, I'm just blown. Like, it was just like, what the hell? So it's okay that you know your Bible verses and stuff like that. You know the Bible. I, I, I'm pretty well versed myself, but I don't go quote verses and being able to find ways to apply them or looking for reasons to apply them in uh, in life to others, you know, as well as being able to quote Shakespeare or, you know, Plato or anybody like that. Like those are people, you know, oh, this is Nietzsche. You know, it's like, what? So I, I am impressed with people that know the Bible. Like uh, when we all went in town for Razio uh, and I don't, I don't think, I think you had left first, but it was like me, Sherman, uh, Razio's mom, uh, Erica, and who's the other guy that was on the couch next to Sherman, Razi? I think he was like part of your Oh, family. D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was one of our neighbors like, growing so up. Yeah. It, it was like me battling all of them <laughs> on, uh, you know, how contradictory the Bible can be. And, and I think I started it off by saying that I can, like, women seem to be the most loyal to the church which is ironic to me because the Bible itself kind of shades them quite a bit. Uh, it's misogynistic. Yeah. Very yeah. Misogynistic. So yeah. it started from there. It man, it was so oh, yeah. fun, but, bro. But I think understanding it and then just throwing it out there, like throwing it out there unwanted. But like, and I'm pretty sure Ma- Mama Razi gave you a thousand <laughs> verses. But she, to she, clarify, she, she, she does think she's better though. than us. She, she was getting a little agitated with me, I could tell. But, <laughs> but she does but think she, she's better than us, so but don't she, get twisted. She was, she was engaging, though. I, I enjoyed it, man. I just I, want I, you to know his mama no, does think she's better yeah, than us. So don't, yeah, don't, and, don't, and, don't, no, no, and, and that's the thing. I, I Being able to discuss the Bible or being able to discuss religion is very, very different to me than being able to throw a verse out there and not understanding the context. I think that's the, the, what the issue that like go. Ferg is talking about. I I think a lot of people know the verse, but really don't know the context and don't really understand everything that's going on around that uh, verse. Shout out to all the people that used to, when you had to say a Bible verse in Sunday school and you didn't come to church that much, you just went with Jesus. Hey, hey, if I do ever go into politics and they ask what's my favorite verse, I'm going to use that. And then I'm looking at the camera like, get it. (laughs) I'll set you with a couple of verses, man. I, I I got it in my back pocket, but you know. Yeah, I, I mean, we all got it. I, you know, I could go Psalms one thirty three. You know, I, John. That's, that's just. But you're trapped. Exactly. You, you're going trapped. <laughs> so, you know, but no, it, it, it's it's funny to me because I was always like, how did it, it'd be funny? Because I like those those Bible verse quoters found their ways into conversations. Like I could be talking to you. Well, you know, in the Bible, um, like how did you? I wasn't even talking to you, so. That's just my two cents. Know the Bible. You don't got to throw your verses at me. Don't throw your verses at me. So I know I'm going to get a lot of heat on this one. But hey, love you anyway. I I, I think what we need to do, we're, we're going to get a picture of Dick Daly. 
uh and then like when we uh say stuff like this we'll just be like don't be a dick uh and so <laughs> yeah for you guys that don't know dick daly is my old roommate uh fraternity brother really really close friend who i can't even describe him like he's a he's a character but a very intelligent young man very loyal friend go to the end of the world for you but he has his own uh sense of humor and to know him is to to love him. So yeah, love you, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pick some bills. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well. That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Three brothers, no sense. You know we have our favorite part of the show, uh, the joke of the day with uh, young Sophie. Uh, so we got Sophie here about to tell us a joke, and I have my daughter, Sky, her goddaughter, her god sister here to listen. See if Sky gets a joke and how funny it is as well. Uh, take it away, Sophie. Okay. Why did the orange lose the race? Why did the orange lose the race? <laughs> the orange. <laughs> Why? Because he ran out of juice. <laughs> you like that one? Tell her it was good. Give it say good one, Sophie. That's not that thing. All righty. Till we talk to you later. Bye-bye. Uh, uh. Bye-bye. <laughs> Her little joke book is so funny. Yeah. She'd be like looking through it like this one. This is the one right here. Could you, could you hear Sky's laugh? All right, that was a good one, so that was a good one, really good one. I was I was trying to think of a, a pill or I had nothing. So uh we're back. Uh let's get into it. So I don't know how to ask this. Uh it's a very unique question. I was reading a post from one of our um friends from high school, Alicia Madison, and it caught me kind of off guard and had me thinking all day. So her post was basically to her friends, mainly non-black friends. And it was pretty much saying, Hey, if this goes down with Trump and things get as bad as she thinks they can, because she's almost comparing him to Hitler. And with these, a lot of these racist whites out here, willing to take up arms and they find themselves, we find ourselves looking for safe places like the Jews did in Germany. How many people are coming to her rescue? How many people are hiding her out? Like that spoke volumes to me to think that that's what people are really thinking because I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've all heard the, potential race wars and the proud boys are arming up and stuff like that. This is, this is, this is the reality we live in. You know, I guess my question, question number one, do you think that's a reality? Do you think we might find ourselves on the run or in the middle of a race war? The second question is, do you think 
others out there, non-blacks, when they try to compare their fears with Antifa and stuff like that, that it's such so minute compared to the real concerns that we have where we could be sitting in a Holocaust type situation. Or is it just a one-off and she was just kind of overthinking? So, uh, okay. So the first question is, do I think there could be a a race war? Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes, there absolutely can be one. I don't, I don't think there will be one, but there absolutely can be one. Um, When you look at every time there's, you know, the murder of an unarmed black man and, and how a certain group of individuals, they do Olympic style gymnastics, and trying to tell us why we shouldn't care and pretty much why they desert. Like Breonna Taylor, we talked about her several times. She was in her own apartment. And there are people still saying, well, her boyfriend shouldn't have been selling drugs. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they will go out of their way when one of us gets killed to let us know why we shouldn't care and and why they basically deserved it. And you see the backlash from us when we go out there in the streets and we talked about the looting and the rioting and the anger that we see and both sides are nowhere near understanding the other side. And in my opinion, there's nothing for us to understand other than, Hey, stop being racist, stop killing us, you know, treat us with equality, but nevertheless, they don't see it that way. We've talked about this before. They, they see it as they, they're losing things uh, we, we're getting, I guess, quote, out of hand. And when you have these two volatile, volatile uh, opposing sides that don't see anywhere near eye to eye, the potential for a major nationwide clash is always going to be there. In my opinion, I know we look at this as uh, this started under Trump. This started under Obama. When Obama got elected, the FBI told us the number of um, domestic terrorist groups and militias grew exponentially. It did it under Clinton, but they never seen the numbers that they saw under Obama and it continued to grow. And now that Trump is elected, he's pretty much given. I mean, we don't even have to like tiptoe around it anymore. He's pretty much told them, be ready. And so when you and we see the influence he has on people. So when you when you have followers like he does telling them, hey, be ready and constantly telling them, hey, I'm going to keep those people out of your suburban neighborhoods. You know, I'm going to be about law and order. Uh, We have been under attack. I want to say forever in this country and. You know, you can look at the red summer of 1921. You can go all like there's always been it's it's always been simmering. So, yes, it can happen. I just don't know if it ever will. But on a on a smaller scale, yes, I don't know if it will ever be like nationwide, like a full out blown civil war. But yes, it can. Percentage wise, what are the chances? Because I don't, and maybe I'll, I'm giving my answer away. If it happens, I don't see it happening that smoothly. I don't think it's going to be, you know, us protesting and them coming out there. I think it, it could be Trump loses his election. He's not willing to give up power. He gives him the go and, it, and, and it's on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people out there willing to 
you know, like if you look at some of these proud boy websites and they're like, he finally gave us a go. He gave us a green light. I was reading, seeing some posts and it's just kind of like, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. I, I actually scrolled past a video. I don't know if he was a member of the proud boys or not, but, um, I did see where the FBI is looking into him. So I guess apparently he made a threat that he's pretty much ready to do exactly what you just said. Like, He's ready to take to the streets. I just don't know if there's enough. I think we really highlight, you know, the people. Like, I I, I got to be honest, I never even heard of the Proud Boys until that debate. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can look at it, but I think on a macro level, the numbers are just aren't there. There are a lot of people. Like, we can't take everyone who says something on social media that they'll do something. Nine times out of ten, they're not. So no matter what the numbers look like on social media, that's not going to be the true number that actually goes out there armed up, ready to go. So that's why I say more than likely they, there won't be. But I'm definitely not going to say that there, there ever won't be because the potential is there. I, I'll, I'll put it like this. If we initiate, it will be. They're not going to initiate uh, because if they do, if say the Proud Boys came and they initiated it, I feel like the government will step in and squash it. They won't allow the race war, but it, they won't let it bubble up and continue. They'll you, stop them. You know I who's think, over the government, though, right? I, I, yeah, I, I, I get it. Get it. This is what they'll do, though, because I don't think the government's to the point where they'll allow them to kill us just randomly, right? So I don't... Uh, uh, in mass, they'll... Uh, like if the police tried to come and do it, yes. But when you talk about race war, I'm talking the militias versus Antifa, Black Lives Matter, like us, like race war, like civilians doing it. They wouldn't allow it. All about Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, as an individual, but we're talking about as like war zone type of them coming in, pressing, having lines, like the, that type of war. Like when you talk a race war, I don't think that they'll allow that. Um, they'll try to they'll squash it. They'll try to bring back law and order peace. If we as black people initiate, they will allow those like Minutemen, the militia, to come help them. And so then it will be a race war because we initiate it, and like you said. We should have. We shouldn't have been uh, selling drugs. We shouldn't have been arming up. We shouldn't have been attacking. And so they will allow the police. They will use the full force of the government to try to squash us. And they will. They will let those militias help them. They won't let black militias, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. They won't let the black militias help squash the white militias. Okay. So that's why I say if black people initiate. It will be a race war. If white people initiate, they'll just squash it and they'll stop it. So in my in straight. my opinion. Let me get this straight. So if the white people initiate, they're not gonna stop him immediately. Can we agree with that? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a couple of days of, you know, don't oh, yeah, leave yeah. your house, tool yeah, up, yeah, yeah. whatever the case may be, go to your friend's house, y'all set a perimeter. Yeah. That that, you know, like, okay. They'll let them blow off some steam. One or two of them will go to jail and the rest of them will go home. 
that's that's how they'll play it. But you don't and, think it'll be like little insurgencies across the nation. I, like if it starts in Mobile and then Birmingham, then Montgomery, and then New Orleans, like it's going to be little area, little pockets where it's just not safe to go out. Your, you know, you're gonna have shooters everywhere. Like you, you can't go to work because you walk out there's snipers or I mean I'm just giving scenarios. Like I could see little them getting especially in if this election doesn't go the way they want. And they they are enticed and applauded for this, but I don't want to go down that too far. But what you're saying is, as long as we're good good little Negroes, and we don't start it, they're gonna they're gonna put a, they're gonna put it into that way quicker. Mm-hmm. And not only will they put it into it, they will let these other organizations, these patriots nationalists come to assist them and help and yeah yeah that that's the problem i feel like i feel like if we initiate it will be nothing for them to go into pritchett to go through down the bay and and sweep whole you know like communities how go house to house like it's nothing if it was uh black people doing it but if it was white people doing it if it was these militias they're not going into those white areas they're not even going into the country you know and 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 go house to house so and try to do that that's what i'm saying is let me let me ask you this then uh because you 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 definitely have an interesting take and i i want to agree with you so what are you basing this off that if white militias initiated and, and start trying to take us out. What are you basing it off that the government would step in? Because we like we have recent we have recent incidents of them taking over government buildings, and it you know we're giving care packages and and Bottle no one water. was shot. Yeah, bottled water. We I mean Clive Bundy. The government said, "Hey, you're on government property. We need you to move your ranch or whatever he had." And you had armed individuals come and throw down with the government. Like we got, we always mentioned the Tulsa riots. I'm just trying to see why you think the government would be in such a hurry to shut them down. Cause we're assuming that the government doesn't want to see that. Like we're assuming that that's not their sons. That's not their cousins. That's not their nephews. That's not their daughters. They're not their wives because it's not a male or female. It's not a male thing. It's, it's a lot of hate and uncertainty. And I think, People, people, they lynch on to things like that. They, they'll, they'll, excuse me, they'll latch on to things like that. If it's a fad and you were already on the bubble, why not? Yeah, I, I think th- those exact things you talked about are the reasons why I feel like they wouldn't go to the point where they're going house to house with them. They're not going past the point of just trying to squash the the initial like the uproar right but they're not going to go house to house and weed it out and and like Ferg talked about the insurgency they're not going to try to kill that insurgency they're just going to quiet it down enough that public opinion is like okay we're we're okay we've calmed down enough it's not that bad anymore that's what they're going to do it's back to normal violence at this point it's individuals it's not white America doing it. Uh, and you see the response of government to peaceful black protests. You you know, it, it's as soon as we walk down the street and we march, 
you've got riot gear and tear gas being thrown. It doesn't even have to be rioting. It literally can be a peaceful protest and they're going to uh, meet us with riot gear. So I feel like as soon as we start doing the the more aggressive uh, type of, you know, we, we start killing people or anything like that, it's going to be a more heavy handed approach. It's, it's systemic racism. It is that the same way we get um, sentenced longer for things that we do, the same way that you have an increased response to anything we do. I mean, we speed and we get beat. We, you know, um, if we have a gun, we're good. Seven officers are coming up, you know, weapons drawn, telling us to get on the ground when a white person can open carry and they're going to walk up to him like he's cool. Like, hey, guy, can you, you know, go to the other side of the street because people are uh, scared. But I know it's your right to carry that gun like that. The 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 disproportionate response is already there. So I'm just extrapolating from that to say that is going to be the disproportionate response but, to a uh, an initiated race war. But I think it goes back to, you know, 45's comment, the way in side point. This dude do pretty much told Biden how to denounce Antifa in the far left. Like he, he gave a textbook example of how to denounce them. He told Biden this is what he should say, but he couldn't denounce him. What I'm saying is it's funny how some people are so adamant in their fear of Antifa and organizations like that. But they, they're not fearing for that Antifa is going to take over the country and that they're going to have to go into hiding in Holocaust type suit. We I think I think it's a very real situation where there's a potential, you know, there's always a race war looming and we are the minorities or the underdog in that race war at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think we're fearful of the race war because the odds aren't in our favor. I'm not saying they want a race war, but I feel like they feel like if it happens, you know, that they don't want it, but it's not a, I don't think it's a fear. Like a, a true fear where this country can completely be turned on its axis. And the, the, the problem is it is a fear it, that that is their underlying fear. The problem is it is not founded. It, it, it is, it is pure Antifa, Black Lives Matter, matter. They're asking for equality. They're not asking for more. That and that that, but that's the deep rooted fear of them is that they will be replaced. The it, the deep rooted fear for them is that they will lose their privilege. So privilege. they are fear. Lives. I, I get it, but that's that. The thing about it is that's their fear is that that will happen, and that's why they push back so hard. Uh, whereas us, we are we are like you said fearful for our actual lives that your privilege allows you to take my life and you not be held accountable for it. Yeah. And, and I don't think there's going to be a huge race war, but I, 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 I'm not completely sold that if this election doesn't go right, there won't be small, uh, rise ups. I I don't, I I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like, if Donald Trump loses and there's any gray, which definitely would be gray if he loses because he's not going to take it sitting down, that driving around Houston, I'm not going to be a target. Like that's real life situation. I, I'll tell you, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I talked about the boys and 
it's hitting closer and closer to home right now. One of the last episode of the boys. So spoiler alert, anybody skip 30 seconds. Uh, if you know, you don't want to know about it, but the last episode, there's a scene in there where Stormfront, which is like this new superhero and she's basically a Nazi and she is kind of spewing that Trump like rhetoric, right? It's like, they're talking about super terrorists, but basically terrorists, terrorists, terrorists be on the watch out. They're out to get us. They're out to get us. And they have a clip of a kid, you know, 20, 21 year old white kid living at home with his parents. And he sees it on the news constantly. And they show him waking up, watching it on the news, going through his normal routine and going into uh, his normal routine is going into like a gas station and getting, you know, like a little coffee or whatever, honey bun. Uh, and then he leaves. Right. And guy behind the countertop, you know, really nice. The guy behind the counter is really nice. Talks to him. And they show that about three times, just an iteration of him doing that. And the third time, you see some lights flash, probably a car driving by and the guy's light or eyes kind of shine from the light hitting it. Right. The kid assumes that the guy's uh, a soup and a terrorist. And so the next day he comes in with a gun and he shoots him in the head. That's the type of thing that I think is going to happen with this. It's like that assumption that black people are bad, black people are Antifa. And I, I feel like there's going to be this white kid that's just watching and hearing it on the news constantly, constantly, constantly. And as soon as he runs up against a uh, black person that says something, just a, the smallest thing out of place, he's going to be like, yep, he's Antifa. He's Black Lives Matter. I got to protect us. And so he's going to go in and he's going to shoot him. Uh, that, I've already seen that play out with Dylan yeah. Roof. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 is what I think is going to like. Those things are going to happen after this. Um, and it's a reality. I, like we're we're not saying this is a long shot. I feel like that's it's more of a probability than a possibility. Mm-hmm. And that's the world we live in. Um, but I don't want to hijack this because uh, I kind of gave him my answer while I was giving, asking the question. I really think it's a, it's a possibility. It's, it's something that, you know, maybe it's not a full out, you know, Holocaust type situation, but I, I just, I don't put anything past this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Everything that I thought could never happen is happening. You know, like we, you just, police can't blatantly kill somebody like that. You know, Hmm. this dude can't just walk down the street as a juvenile open carry and shoot protesters and get away with it. Now he's a patriot. He's a hero. Like it's, it's crazy. And you're right. These things started happening way before Trump, but Trump is the person that made them feel okay to do this stuff. We talked about that time and time again. And a second, the, the most dangerous thing about Trump is if he gets a second term, it, it reiterates that maybe we were right. Maybe this is what America wants because they wouldn't elect him a second time. If, if they didn't want us to, you know, they're giving us a chance to make this right. They're giving us a chance to make America great for real this time. We almost lost it, but we're going to get it right this time. Like I can see people thinking that because his, his supporters, like I don't, I'm not saying all, I can't even say that anymore. You know, I used to always try to take up for supporters, but the, the 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 past, the recent stuff. If you haven't denounced him by now, then I just I have nothing to say. But you know, like I feel like um, if he pulls through this 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 COVID scenario, Trump could easily say that he was cured through the by a vaccine, and I believe that some of his followers will believe that he was cured by a vaccine. Yeah, and, and anybody and anybody listening. 
vaccines, vaccines don't cure. They are preventative method. But you know, he, he see Trump has the vaccine, so that's how it's cured. Like that, that these people, will, a lot of these people will believe anything, and I don't feel like it's safe. And I feel like, uh, even though it, it's maybe far fetched, but I think her. She's grounded in reality. Like, are you coming to save me? If this hits the fan, if how down are you? Because at a certain point, you have to choose sides. Like those people in uh, Nazi Germany do, that took a side and chose to hide. You know, I don't even. I wouldn't. Were they are they Jewish refugees? I don't know what I don't know what we would call them, but that chose to hide people and help other families out. Like. They took a side. Are you willing to take a side? You know, because it's not a, necessarily a black and white thing. It's the right against the left. But you can easily turn you can easily turn right if you're white, you know, or not, not even not even turn right, but turn a blind eye to it and say, I'm protecting my family. I can't house you. But I'm done. Who's up next? So I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna have to listen to that section again because I don't know if I misheard Rosie or just had a slow moment. But it sounded like he had two different answers for that. But we'll see. Um, I want to move on to a different topic. Um, a few months ago, uh, Fifty Cent was on Lil Wayne's podcast. And he made a comment that made a lot of black women pretty upset with him. Um, first off, it, it kind of turned into clickbait because the headline and Chris Rock was just the subject of this too, like a clickbait headline where it, where it made it made it seem like Chris Rock was now supporting Republicans, and all you had to do was read the article and see that he wasn't. But the headline was pretty much like Fifty Cent calls black women angry. And, and that's why he doesn't date them. So what he really said in the interview, and I don't know if this makes it any more right or wrong, but what he said was when you're growing up in the hood and you see black women all the time, and then you finally come across, you know, a, a mixed girl like that may be, you know, Puerto Rican and black or, or Hispanic and white or whatever, just, you know, a mixed exotic woman, if you, if you want to say that, you know, for him and for a lot of people, it's like, man, yo, I've I've never been with that before. That make that that's what makes it so attractive. And so that's what you're drawn to because it's something you've never had before. And he was saying that black women will get real upset with that. And he said when they get upset at that for him dating a different race, he automatically gets defensive. And his defensive side says, look at this angry black mother effer. Get the f out of here with that hip. With get the f out of here with that b- trying to mess up my vibe and stuff. So he was saying when he's defensive, he's calling them angry. But I wanted to, uh, it brought me to this question because Ferg, you posted on uh, our Facebook page about school days and how you were team of uh, what, what were they called? The wannabes, I, just yeah, the wannabes because of the movie. First, first on the, the movie. Booth. Just and I movie. saw I saw people ready to get at you. It's like, why were you team wannabes? Was it because they were light skinned? Was it kind of because of how they look? And my question for you guys is when can preference not be a slight towards you know the opposite of what you like? Like, is it possible to pref- like 
What if you had said, you know what, I like light-skinned women? Is that automatically dissing dark-skinned women? If a brother likes white women, is that automatically dissing black women? Because everybody has preference. I've seen women all the time say, I don't want no man under six feet. I like a dark-skinned man. I, I like a man, you know, everybody has their preferences. So can you have a preference without sliding the opposite side? Or, or are you pretty much saying, hey, if you like white women... Is that automatically a diss to black women? I I don't think so. I I think your preference is your preference. Be careful, Rossi. <laughs> you know me. Hey, I'm gonna put it out there. So I, I I don't I I don't think I, I we talked a little bit about this before where as long as I'm not putting down the other um, the opposing party or the the opposite side. I think it's it's just a preference at that point. Like, you know, I I, I prefer prefer taller girls. Like, I'm short and I like taller girls. So it's rare for me to hit on a short girl. It's rare for me to like chase after or go after a shorter girl. It, you know, y'all y'all used to laugh at me. It's like I like Amazons. That was always my thing. And and so that that's a preference no knock on shorter girls my little sisters are like super short and and so and they're beautiful and so it's one of those things that i'm not saying i would never date a short girl i mean but you haven't but i haven't like so no i have short i've dated short girls like you know high school that type of thing but for the Uh most part for the most part it's like it, it, any serious relationship has been with a taller girl. And, and it's just one of those things. I, I like girls that are taller. So I, I think that the preference comes in when you just like what you like, you're attracted to what you like, but I don't get the whole like colorism thing because I, I don't care about the shade of a woman. I, I care more about her complexion really. And how she carries herself. And like going back to like Ferg talking about the wannabes versus the jigaboos, it really was, that that high maintenance that like the the girl that really kind of took care of herself and that type of thing was just it, it I you, you like that it, it they they seem more cultured even if they're not I hate to say it like that like they they seem more cultured um so that that's all it was I mean versus the I, for me it wasn't colorism having a preference there but yeah I was on team uh them but it, it's funny as I grow up and like going back and looking at it I'm team Jigaboo now. Versus well, he, the wannabe. He, he still wannabe. Like you pointed out, like height and stuff like that. And I and I think really that's an issue for women. I think a lot of people take issue when you start having a preference towards a race or a certain color. So like a man can like literally not say anything bad about a black woman, but just say, hey, I only like white women. And the, the automatic implication is going to be Okay, you're putting black women down. Is it? Is it not? It, well, why though? Like that? That? That's? That's a weird concept uh, to, to be like. I only like white women because yeah. you're 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 saying you like white women because of more than just their skin tone. More than likely, you're saying you like white women because you are stereotyping them in a certain type of way. And so that's why I think it's more so you're putting down all black women because you say I only like white women. Um, Yeah. You know, that that that's a weird one for me. That's why I said I I can't see the whole 
colorism uh, or, or racism when it comes to, oh, I, I like white women or black women. I like a certain type of woman. And if if she's white, black or whatever, I like that type of woman. And I, what happens, I think, too often is people attribute the type of woman they like to the race. And so that's when I think it does cross that line of dissing the opposite side, because you're trying to attribute the type of woman you like to a race. Yeah, so I think I agree with you. So I think there's it's, it's a couple of parts to it. I think, for one, there are acceptable preferences. Just like Rizzi says, short versus tall. Most people don't get too offended by that. But hey, men might. You know, um, like you said, there's women that only like taller men. Very rarely hear women say, I only like short guys. But you know, that, 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 that's, is, there's that. But in your scenario, when you say, I only like white women, so that discredits every other black woman in the world. Because short, tall, fat, you know, like skinny, like it, it doesn't matter. You just like this. Now, Roger says he prefers taller women doesn't mean that he doesn't like short women. He doesn't think short women are, are unattractive. He just has a preference. I think that's part of it. Like when you say I only like this or I only date this or I only do this, that means you have, you have found something about white that you deem as right. There's, there, there's nothing that a black woman can bring to the table that you think is right. Because you only date white. Anybody knows me? I prefer fun, fun size, prissy little chicks. That's why I met. That's why my wife, when I first met her, with a little hint of a bad attitude. When I met her, I'm like, who's this uh, little short, cute chick with a bad attitude? I want her. That was within five minutes. That's I, I needed to talk to her. That was me. That's my preference. It's certain things about that. But have I dated people that are different? Have I been attracted to people that are different? Yeah. Now that might be, that might just catch my eye real quick. That's just my preference. I don't think that person or that a person with those qualities are any better than other people. Or do I write off all other people and make, have a rationale why tall chicks are aren't as beautiful as short chicks. Like when you start rationalizing why you prefer certain people and part of that rationale is putting negative qualities towards that, that, you know, I don't like tall chicks because they always feel like they better than us and they're looking down on people and, you know, then they got to wear heels and stuff like that. Now, now I'm downing tall women. You know, like you said, 50 went through this and part of it, I guess, you know, trying to protect herself or, fool himself to have a reason for him to feel his way or justify his feelings or his, his preference. I don't feel like if, if you have a preference, you should never have to justify it. We have to be real. Let's, let's keep it like a lot of our preferences are shaped by society. Mm-hmm. We got to think we grew up in the nineties, early eighties, light skin, curly hair, pretty eyes. Bad. Like that, those are the qualities of a bad chick or a cute dude or whatever the case may be. I grew up with Hooli. Going out with him all the time, he was most women's preference in the 90s. That was just because they didn't have to know anything about him. It was just light skin, pretty eyes. He's a winner. He's a keeper. And 
that was just their preference. That some of some of that stuff is we're taught to like that. Oh, girl, he's too dark, or he's he's too like people are taught preferences too, and they're taught. I think a lot of times we're taught to go against anything outside of that. Like you can have a, and I think uh, Byron Tabitha since the day I met her has always been a beautiful woman, but I'm pretty I'm I'm assume there was ch- times in her life where she pro- might have had some self esteem issues because of her skin tone. Yes, and. That is and for anybody to not have looked at her and think that this this young lady was beautiful was a fool. But there were people that were taught that she can't be beautiful or she's, and I'm pretty sure she's heard this a thousand times, she's pretty for a dark girl. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee she grew up around that. But that was because somebody taught them to say that. And it wasn't even malicious. We have... Family members that say that my daughter, they like they call her chocolate too. Like she's so pretty for the she love pretty chocolate girl. Like, no, she's just a beautiful young lady. That's my daughter. Like, she's beautiful regardless. I was telling her that today. You know, but we're taught from a young age what we should like. Mixes on a whole nother level. Yeah, if you're in a class and all the black girls look a certain way and you have this one little mixed girl that light skin curly hair she she is something different and she is something to be sought after we're taught that i get what he's saying but sometimes we have to question what we've been taught and hey i'm not saying don't if she's attractive she's attractive if you're cute you're cute i'm with it i'm shooting my shot well i used to shoot my shot but um we, we <laughs> <laughs> shoot your shot you know what i'm saying but shoot your shot but that doesn't mean you discredit every Good. other race because okay. she, yes, her qualities might be attractive to you, but if you look down the table next to her, that could be somebody who has the exact opposite qualities who's just as beautiful. But because you have been told that these are not features of beauty, then then, then you're missing out. But I, I think we got to unlearn those things. Uh, don't down other people just because of your preference and don't take people's preferences as a slight on you. Mm. And sometimes just accept that maybe they're mis they're misled and they're missing out. Yeah. Because like you said, society has taught them what the, what the preference is. And so they, it's not that they're trying to down you. It literally is that they, they've just internalized the message that society has told them. And so that that's what they're attracted to. But, but some people it, buy into the stereotypes though. Like they buy into, he did say the angry black woman, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a, and if we're talking about just looks or preferences based off of features and stuff like that, that's different. But I think I, we talked about that one, maybe one of our first shows we were talking about like uh, bi- biracial relationships um, and stuff like that. So so uh, <laughs> rising kind of much, kind of pretty much uh, says something I agree with. And I think there is a slight difference in it, but it's the part that's important. Like someone's preference is fine. But I think when you say I only date, like I, I'm, that means you're not giving anybody else ever a chance. Like I only date white women. Then I'm starting to think, okay, why is that? Now, if your preference is white women, I have a coworker whose preference is only white women. He's a black man. And I I would just tell black women, I would tell anyone who's not someone else's preference, don't give it your energy. Like, I mean, okay, if that's your if that's your preference, move on. I've I've heard black women say, 
I like white men or I only date white men. Okay, so we we keep it moving. Like there's nothing else for us to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So and just keep it moving. Don't give your energy. Well, why? What what's so bad? You know what I'm saying? Like don't like it's plenty of people that love black women, and I think it's okay to have a preference, but yeah. just be careful on the whole I only thing because Rosie kind of touched on it too. I just don't understand how a grown man can just completely write off a, a certain color. Like at some point you get a certain age, it's got to go beyond looks. It got to be who you click with. It got to be who you can laugh with, who you can really spend time with and say you guys spend the night and you're not ready for them to hurry up and get up and leave. Like you really want to be there with that person. And that, that should go be, well, you know. You know, <laughs> it should go beyond the color, though, is what I'm trying to say. Like, as some, like, I get a high school, a high schooler, early 20s or whatever. Yeah, I only like light skin or only like dark skin, but I would think at some point you grow out of that and it's beyond. Looks. But, but I think society, I think we're, we're, we're focusing on looks. I think preferences now have become so, so set. Because we're talking about looks, but you know, women, I think is a it's a certain type man. How he, the cars he drives, the money, the money he's willing to spend, the money he has. Like if a man ain't bringing six figures, or who was it that won't date any um, nine to five dude? You know, oh, that's that's her preference. You know, like I think some people you have to look at people and like if they if they're on that only. To me, you might have dodged a bullet because to me, there's a certain level of shallowness that that not saying is always that could be present if they are so hell bent on certain characteristics. And even us, you know, like the things that we 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 try to make positive as far as our preferences. I love black women. I prefer a black woman. But I will say this. My mom, um, I've only seen her really date, well, not date, but I've only seen three men in her life, my dad, my stepdad, and um, Greg, who just passed, my sister's father, my other stepdad. And I can honestly say I don't think anybody's ever treated her better, and I've never seen her happy in her life. But if she would have went with this, you only date black men. Like, I think you, we have to figure out what we really want. And go from there because the things that we could we can pat her on the back for finding her another black king, but he might end up treated like a queen. Yeah. And that was that was the only person I truly say from the time he came in the door to the time he left this earth that treated my mother like a king. I mean, queen. And so we have to be careful. You know, we're cool with you having some preference, but we're not cool with others. And also, you know, don't don't miss your blessing or miss out on things because you've been taught a certain way. I'm all about black love, but I'm all about black love. And part of that is loving yourself and loving being with somebody who's going to love you for yourself. So I'm all message. What you got, Ross? So I'll try to keep it a little short. I I think this is going to be a shorter one, maybe, but um, you guys know, I love talking about WAP. And so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Didn't the WAP mean something else uh, a few years ago? <laughs> I, there, I mean, there was a dance called the WAP, and I don't know, but anyway. So WAP, and there's this new trend uh, called hashtag period. I don't know if y'all seen that. So it's like chicks taking a picture of like their their booty, 
as the P and doing period, basically showing how big their booty is. Oh, um, yeah, 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 I saw that. So, or some of them, they don't have no booty, so they'd be like the I in period. But, so that's kind of what they've been doing. So, some people have started saying that, like, people posting about WAP, talking about they have WAP, or doing these period posts, are inviting disrespect on their posts. Mm. And so... Mm. We we've talked a little bit about victim blaming, victim blaming, and and you know kind of where that line ends. And so I wanted to ask you guys, where is that line of victim blaming and actually letting these folks just enjoy a, a you know viral kind of hashtag? You know, so what where where is that line? You know, I go first. first. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be very careful. Don't be careful. No, no. (laughs) I think when you open yourself up to social media, there's no line. You're literally inviting people to in to tell you what they think, because you can have all the WAP in the world. You can have the fattest in the world. But once you put it out there for the world to see and comment and or like. You take the good with the bad when you make yourself just like when you when you're a celebrity, when you decide to go down that path, you open you you open yourself up to certain criticism and stuff like that. You know, I wish people weren't as judgmental. I'm not saying to only berate people, but when you open yourself up like that, you you have to take the good with the bad. You know, that's why I don't make a lot of personal posts, especially about my family on social media, because I do not want people to critique or judge my family. I'm not putting that out there for the world to see anything I post on social media. Have at it. You have the right to comment and and say what you like or don't like. It's not going to it's not going to make any difference to me because I chose to put it out there. Now, when people like I hate memes sometimes when like people end up, you know, catching you in a compromising situation that you didn't agree to. And all of a sudden that's what you're known for. You know, that's a little different, but at the same time you put it on social media. So be it. Um, I think I'm going to kind of echo the majority of what he said. Um, and, it, and I just want to be clear, it's different from, because I know we've said on here before that a woman should be able to wear what she wants to in a club and a man should keep keep his hands to himself. And we we stand by that. Now, what we're talking about now is posting on social media. I mean, like first said, you, you're opening yourself up to, like when you whenever you put anything on social media, you have to know, hey, you know, hopefully it's going to be all good, but there may be some bad. And this whole period cha- challenge thing or whatever like that, like you're literally like you're literally saying, look at my like there is no there's no other agenda in it whatsoever than look at my. And so whatever comments come with that, you got to be ready for it, because I would assume a woman that can't take. Oh, you need to let me get behind that shorty. A wo- it's not going to post that kind of picture. Like a woman that that posts that type of picture, I would think 
has a mouth game herself and, and can give it as much as she receives it. Like, you need to let me get behind that boy. You can't handle this. You know what I'm saying? And they just go back and forth or whatever like that. So just, just know what you're doing. And then if it get that bad, I mean, especially if it's on your page, you can delete the comment, block them, all that good stuff. So you got to expect some comments. I figured it out. I figured out what it is, Buff. What's up? Rizy trying to get us on his side from his thought post a few weeks ago in his, uh, <laughs> his great sweatpants. <laughs> I did really put him, he, he, he really, he really, really wanted to put himself there, out like, there. He put like when I made my out. thought post and chicks were saying this, Rizy, you ain't slick. <laughs> no, but I, I was inviting the disrespect. Like, that's the thing is like, I, 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 like Byron said, I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to be there. I was cool with it because I mean, I'm trying to get more followers to three brothers. No sense. However, by any means yeah, necessary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you had three brothers. No sense in mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm try- I'm doing it for the team guys. Yeah. So, but I, so Byron, you're saying that they are inviting the disrespect because they know that that's coming. And, the, the girls that post that are saying, bring it on because I got that mouthpiece to be able to come back at it. So they're inviting the disrespect. They're inviting whatever comes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent. I'm not saying guys have a, they, they have a right to be disrespectful, but you know it's a possibility. Gotcha. So what's the difference in that and when I was talking about telling my daughter, hey, if you wear this, these things might happen. You realize you're comparing social media comments to rape. Because we were talking about if some, if she gets sexually assaulted, then yeah. you're gonna it's going to feel like victim blame. Yeah, that's like, hey, oh, I saw you on that period challenge. Let me get that off, 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 off you. I'm, yeah. He's knocking at the door trying to rape her. I understand where you're coming from, Rising. But I think going about your normal life, feeling comfortable wearing what you want to wear, if she's going to work out to the gym or just wants to look cute for the day or sexy for the day or whatever, that is by all means. But when you literally say, hey, look at me, this is captured in time at 347 on Saturday, I posted this. I wanted to share this with everybody that follows me. And hey, feel free to share with other people as well. That's what you're doing when you post something on social media. Hey, I want to capture this moment in time. I want you to see what I did, how I did it, where I'm, what I'm wearing, how I look in this. And because if, if, if that's the case, why post it? Any comment at that point, good or bad, is the same. As long as they're making good comments, it's okay. But once they say something negative, it's another. It's it's, it's different. I think I, when you put it on I, social media, you, I I I I don't, I don't think there's there's levels to what the response is from people for whether we're victim blaming or not. I get that 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 rape case or that rape scenario is very much more serious vi- victim blaming. I'm just talking about when we talk about the correlation of, hey, you did this thing and negative comments would come. You knew that they might they it increased your chances of having negative comments. How is that not victim blaming for them doing it, but them putting on that form fitting dress and knowing that that increases their chances of being raped 
not that's victim blaming, but the, the, for me, that they're, they're the same when you talk about victim blaming. It's not because media is a form of entertainment that is put out there for enjoyment and critiques. So when we when you put a movie on, when you when you paint a picture, when you paint a painting, when you post a picture, when when a newscaster reports a story, this is media. It's for your interpretation, and you have the right once you put it out there for me to judge it. If you're just walking down the street, that's not media. That is your life. This is a part. It, social media is a part of entertainment and uh, networking or whatever you want to do. That's you're 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 purposely putting this out there. You cannot live the rest of your life without walking out the door. Well, very. But, you know, it's, it's hard to live your life without walking out the door and doing something and people seeing you. But you can go the rest of your life without making a post of your ass. <laughs> Trust me, you can. You can. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to say that? That was a bar. <laughs> I get it, but what I'm saying is, you can you can also not ever go out of your house with a form fitting dress on. But you make it. They do it in like Middle Eastern. No, I mean, like women only get raped in form fitting dresses. The no, fact I'm not of the matter is, because the fact of the matter is, women get raped. Wearing thick, baggy cotton pants and a, a, a turtleneck sweater, so it's it's the, it's the behavior of men. Now you can like you're comparing comments. So yeah, you you may invite comments. Comments is fine to you know to a certain extent. We're talking about wearing something. Is that inviting someone to assault you? And that's that's different than that to me. That's different than posting a picture that's literally saying, "Look at my ass." No matter how form fitting the dress is but when you wear it, you're not you're not telling men to to look at me. And statistics do not show what a woman wears contributes to if she gets raped or not. It does. It does not. I will, I will because okay. most rapes are are date rapes. Yes. So so it has it has nothing necessarily like. It has nothing to do necessarily with what women are wearing. It's the fact that a man thinks he's entitled to get some, whether she's wearing jeans so, or a dress. I, I get, I get that. Yes, that is what caused the rapist. But statistics do show that what the woman is wearing increases the chances of that rape. But let's put it this way: Let's put, if same woman, she goes out today, she has a form-fitting dress on, she walks outside, somebody gives her a compliment. That's cool, correct? Yes. I guess, yeah. So she goes out, dudes hit on her, and they're disrespectful. That's not cool. Correct. Right. Later on that night, oh, before she went out, we found out she made a post about her in this form-fitting dress, and she did the P challenge, and she got a lot of compliments. Great. Right? That's fine, right? Yes. Yeah. People make comments about her posting this. I mean, they make comments in, that are negative, that good or bad. I, I mean, I, it's fine too. I, my, that's that. No, I, that's I don't not, think that's we're not. not I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm we're not, victim. We're not victim her though. I, I, I don't. I think that what I'm trying to say is it's. If you're telling her that by posting that, that she is inviting those negative comments, saying, hey, come make these negative comments about me um, for that. But then say, I can't warn my daughter that by 
saying you wear a tight form fitting dress, you're going to invite those same negative comments or those same that same thing in person. I, that's what I mean by victim blaming. Like if you're saying, but is she going up to men and saying, "Hey, look at how fat my ass is right now in this dress." No, like the, but first, knows, the first lady of the knows. United States wears a form fitting dress. Like, what are we talking about here? Yes, like, yes, and and yeah. and she has to understand that by wearing that form fitting dress, those negative comments probably will come. The difference yes, is, there, if, there, if, it is if, a higher chance if, that they will come. That's what I mean by it. So there is no difference for me. That's why I'm saying, is it victim blame? Like, how is it victim blaming if I warn my daughter that wearing a form fitting dress is going to bring those negative comments? And but saying it's not victim blaming. No, no. If I warn the nope. person posting that the, those negative comments are going to come if you post that thing, I, I don't think that was part of the original no, argument. I, I actually, I literally say it. it, it what posts are, are inviting disrespect? What's the line of victim blaming? Like, is it is that victim blaming versus um, this? You know, the, so these comments if, uh, with a tight form fitting dress. If your like, daughter went to the house, if, if, you, if your daughter wore a tight fitting dress, went out. Put a frame around her ass and niggas commented on it. I would blame her. You heard it here first. <laughs> I would blame her. Right? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you you're trying to uh conflate the two arguments again. I would blame like, her, you know. Literally, I, I'm you, you, you might li- even see you, her face. You literally are like one is saying, look at my body. Hey. Okay. The other is your daughter trying to go out with her friends and have a good time, maybe have girls' night out or whatever the case may be. She's not inv- she's not literally saying, "Hey, look at my." Ass. That's what the period ch- challenge is. It's literally there's no other message. Like the words is e r i o d with their body as the p. Versus we, what women do, what, again, what, what women do all the time and should be able to do, dress up, look sexy, have fun. It's two different things, bro. Now, at the same time, if your daughter was going out in that same dress and she just took a picture and said, hey, we're, we're heading out. There might be some gray there. Like I can see. I can see you like, you know, people are making negative comments. She was just going out there. Once again, once you choose to post it on media, once you choose to become entertainment, it's a little different. It's a little hairy. But if people went all the way left and started blaming her and harassing her, that's a little different. But when you're in a freaking challenge that the, the point of the challenge is to use the curvature of your ass as a letter, that is a challenge. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is a challenge. There's nothing more to it. The curvature of my ass is a P. You can go your whole life without posting your ass. <laughs> I'm still well, stuck on that. Well, you know, we can't rise, me, Buff. I don't know about rising. <laughs> he on thought mode. All right. Let, let's let's, let's head out, fellas. All right. Oh, man. Let's go ahead and close it out, man. What do you, what do you have for us? What are you closing us out with, man? Uh, I just got two quick things. Uh, I think I mentioned it last week, but this week the episode drops. Be looking forward this Wednesday. Uh, our collaboration with what I like to tell people with Hannah Vickers and Rachel Soselski. Um We appreciate you ladies having us on, man. We had a good time. I got to be honest. We did that over a month ago, almost two months ago. So I can't remember every single thing we talked about, but I know we touched on racism, current social uh, issues, and I think we even touched on a little uh, sexism as well. So some good topics, man. They were not scared to go there on any of it. 
they allowed us to be ourselves, man, and we had a good time. So shout out to them. Thank you for having us, having us on. And we'd like for our listeners to check that out too, what I like to tell people. And the other thing is, from time to time, I've mentioned how my daughter is getting better and better with this drawing. So uh, for those of you that are interested and would like to check it out, go to her page on uh, IG, follow her, Jasmine underscore sketch. And um, I just post some of her drawings on there and just is check it out. Accept us? Yes, she she will accept you guys. Uh, no personal pics of her, of course. It's just all about her drawings. Just want to give her a little shine, get her followers up, and uh, you guys do that for me, if you will. Def, most def. Uh, I just want to say Halloween's coming up. Y'all know that's like my favorite holiday. So we already got our Halloween costumes. Uh, we're going to be wee bear bears. So we, uh, you know, we talked through it. So no, don't do that for that is an awesome cartoon. Yes. Yes. It is good. It is the good. Cartoon, but imagine them dressing up at the kids picked it. Like, that's the thing. We, we, we take turns. The kids are you, pick. Are you brown bear? Which bear? No, I'm the white bear because that, they, they don't make. Oh, you, you polar prefer bear. white bears? I do. No, no there we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> actually, I was gonna be the brown bear. I wanted to be the brown bear, uh, the grizzly bear, but the they don't make polar bear costumes for kids. They make toddler polar bear costumes and adult polar bear costumes. I wonder why? Because they're white, and you don't want like a full white costume. Run, a kid running around in a full white costume. Uh, so I had to be the polar bear. Sophie's gonna be the brown bear, and Ollie's the uh, panda bear. So yeah, we'll have pictures. We'll put them up on Three Brothers No Sense, but. Just along with that, Halloween's coming up. Guys, be ready. Share all your Halloween costumes uh, when it comes around. We love to see it. I'm excited about that. And the other thing is, I hate early fall and early spring because you never know what to put the thermostat on. <laughs> like, the, I have to like put the heater on in the, at night, then the air conditioner on in the daytime. And so you, you, you're flipping back and forth. It sucks. So I just, I can't stand that. Get a nest. Uh, I'm I'm actually ordering a nest today. I I said it to my family. So I'm ordering a nest so that we can I don't have to deal with that anymore. All righty. Well, I'm gonna keep it simple. Um I I I brought this up last week and I'm every time I get a chance to talk to people, I bring it up. Go to vote411.org um to find out more about your particular voting precinct, what's going on in your world, what's going on in your county, your district, anything like that. If you want to actually know the candidates on your ballot and what they uh, represent and things that are important to them and you want to compare, it's vote411.org forward slash ballot. Put in your address and it will tell you every candidate that is on your ballot and who they are. Please do that. Um, especially if you're in Texas and certain states where they're not allowing the one vote ballots anymore. And I think the more I learn about this process, the more I learn, the further down the ballot, usually the people that are probably the most important to you. Your governor is dirty, too. Oh, yeah. One I didn't want to box per county. Oh, yeah. And the mail in ballots, you should be. There were 11 drop off spots in uh, Harris County that he closed to the point where they had to take them all to NRG. And if you stay any like I stay in Cyprus, it takes me on a good day, 45 minutes. Uh, if I left right now on a Saturday at three, three o'clock versus a weekday that might take an hour and a half. So it's a three hour round trip to go drop my ballot off. But people, please go look at that because if you look at the bottom of the ballot, those are the people who are probably going to be closest to you. Usually those 
county and district and local officers are further down and that's where we get screwed. So go do that. You can email it or print it out. Go out and vote. Please don't let any of this discourage you. Make your decisions. Read what's important. And um, that's all I got. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. Three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Do I get a award for not messing that up? Like, I've, I've gone a year straight without. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your own shirt. That's a reward. Y'all go check out check out threebrothers.com, threebrothersnosense.com. And uh, go check out the, the six, six rules of podcast. Rules of podcast. And what's funny is he said that with a little bite. You got your shirt. Well, you know, I was talking to somebody. They thought we got it. They didn't know that was like, that's a Three Brothers original. So that is our uh, Six Rules of Podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, and uh, we will, we're we going to drop this on Monday. So happy birthday, Haley. Uh, Haley's birthday is going to be uh, this Friday. So 17. happy birthday, 19. Happy birthday, Haley. <laughs> <laughs>